You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Well, welcome back in again, MLB.com Extras, the Pittsburgh Pirates edition. I'm Dave Raymond with Adam Barry. And, uh, Adam, look, we're, we're less than a week away from the winter meetings. We'll be in Nashville in but a matter of days. Uh, you know, give us a little preview. What should Pirates fans expect? Has Neil Huntington given you much indication of what he's hoping to get done next week? Yeah, well, it's interesting because this time last year, the Pirates had already accomplished a lot of things on their to-do list. You know, they'd already signed A.J. Burnett. They traded for Francisco Cervelli. And then within a couple of weeks, they signed Francisco Liriano, traded for Sean Rodriguez, and their offseason was pretty much over. Whereas so far, you know, they've kind of added around the edges. Uh, they've lost a lot of guys to free agency. They non-tendered Pedro Alvarez. But, I mean, that's a lot of subtraction. But Huntington has said they want to add to this club, especially to the core, uh, heading into next season. So I think they're definitely going to make some moves. I asked just the other day why they've been relatively quiet so far, and he summed it up pretty well, and he said they haven't found a dance partner yet. So I guess I'll have to start dancing next week in Nashville. Well, hey, listen, there's plenty of good music, so uh, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think it'll be a problem. Uh, meanwhile, just yesterday, uh, the, the Pirates' non-tender Pedro Alvarez, and that's just a, an interesting conclusion to what has been in you know, an interesting run, I guess, would be a probably the kind way of putting it. He just never quite, you know, reached the level of expectation. And yet mm-hmm. you are left with the question exactly like why, why non-tender him? Was, was there maybe right. a, a different route to go there? Right. Well, I mean, you, you mentioned him having an interesting run. He was the second overall pick in the 2008 draft. Like you said, a player with a lot of potential. He has just that incredible power, which he still has, and that is – a tool that is kind of rare in baseball today. So, I mean, you certainly think that he's going to find a home somewhere, and some people wonder why not with the Pirates. And the answer, pretty obviously, if you watched him last year, was his defense. You know, they had to move him from third base because of his throwing, and he just really never made a comfortable uh, adjustment to first base. So between that and his rising salary, you know, he's projected to make I think it was $8.1 million, uh, in his last year of arbitration. The Pirates could not find a trade partner. Uh, Neil Huntington last night told me that you know, they, they looked for a fair deal where they could get something of value and they couldn't find a match there. And then at one point, they literally just started looking for a landing spot, just some team that would take him, run him through arbitration, and you know give the Pirates anything back in return, and they couldn't find that either. So instead, they cut ties. He's a free agent, and uh, the Pirates will have to go elsewhere at first base. Well, so what, what you know? What's out there? Chris Carter was non-tendered. You want you want power in uh, one dimension? I think they just had that. Um, <laughs> so I've, on the roster, they have Michael Morris, who they got at the trade deadline last year. He's got a lot of power. He's he had some good at bats. He put together some decent numbers for the Pirates at the end of last season. If the season began today, it would be him uh, starting at first base. And then you would assume at some point, maybe later on in 2016, and at the very least by opening day 2017, it's going to be top prospect Josh Bell. Uh, he's he's the top first base prospect in the minors. He's still got some polishing to do at AAA. Uh, his defense is also a little bit of a work in progress. He's still working on translating his raw power into game action. Um, so right now they've got Michael Morse and a, a free agent they just signed named Jake Gebert, but he doesn't have a lot of a lot of major league experience. So I think it's reasonable to expect that they'll look for, at the very least, a platoon partner, a left-handed guy, uh, whether it's through trade or free agency. And Neil Huntington is actively looking for somebody to pair with Morse. 
Uh, let, let me ask you this about Pedro Alvarez, and then we'll, you know, we'll move on. But um, <laughs> and and I know probably there's a portion of Pirates fans that are are thankful, appreciative of the opportunity to move on because again, it just came with such high expectations. But it, the internet yesterday was blowing up. Twitter was asking the question uh, because of Pedro Alvarez, Chris Carter, Mark Trumbo. Is are, is there a trend? Is, is Major League Baseball done? With the, you know, one-dimensional guy, so to speak, are they, you know, is, is power, you know, in and of itself then just overrated at this point? Or is, is this just the confluence of some timing with a couple of teams with, with some big sluggers, and, and, and that's all it is? Yeah, that's a really interesting question because it was strange how it worked out last night with, the, you know, the similarities of the guys who were non-tendered. I think there is always going to be room for a truly elite power-hitting DH. You know, your big poppies, your Nelson Cruz. Those guys are going to find spots because their hitting alone is so valuable. But the problem is if you are even slightly flawed as a hitter, and Pedro Alvarez struck out in roughly a quarter of his, at, of his plate appearances as a major leaguer, or, you know, Chris Carter, you hit for a low average. The, you know, the inability to be flexible or, you know, man a defensive spot or completely make up for your defense – defensive deficiencies with above-average offensive tools across the board, yeah, I mean, there might not be a spot for you, and there's certainly not a spot for you if you're making $8 million a year. Um, it's an interesting point, and I'm curious to see where it goes the next couple of years. Yeah, yeah, well, it's one of those we'll, we'll of course, keep an eye on. Um, so back to the, you know, the winter meetings and, mm-hmm. and Huntington trying to, to make some moves and find that dance partner and uh, you mentioned it last year. This time, well, the Pirates have been busy. They were they were making all kinds of moves already. Uh, one of them was the signing of AJ Burnett. And man, if you think about that one, uh, what a coup! I mean, you know, they were able to turn him back into an AJ Burnett of old, and he, you know, it was incredible. Is the idea that they're going to try and find that diamond in the rough again? Is this a repeatable kind of action, or are are they going to have to, you know, maybe pony up a little bit of cash here? Well, that's something that Neil Huntington has mentioned is that they have the ability to, you know, kind of find those reclamation projects, hand them over to, to Ray Searidge and Jim Benzik when he was with the Pirates and and really turn their careers around. And it's beneficial for the Pirates because you can get relatively affordable starting pitching on a one-year contract. And they have a lot of prospects coming up who will fill that gap in 2017. But then for the player, it's great because you can come to Pittsburgh build your value, and then do what Jay Happ just did with the Blue Jays and sign a pretty lucrative deal coming off of that. So, I mean, I've heard that the Pirates are interested in Justin Masterson, the former Indians ace. Uh, He would certainly be an interesting candidate. He's a ground ball guy, which the Pirates like. I think Trevor Cahill has been mentioned in reports, another ground ball guy who could make some sense in Pittsburgh. You know, upside of a mid-rotation starter, which is what the Pirates are looking for, but then the downside is if it doesn't work out, you've kind of wasted a roster spot. Yeah, yeah, but they, they have money now, right? I mean, ostensibly with the, the attendance the last couple of years, uh, can we see the Pirates, you know, instead of, let's say, trying to reclaim, some, you know, some discarded starter, mm-hmm. can, they, can they get in the bidding war with some of these other teams? It's hard to see them getting in a really, you know, high bidding war with some teams just because even right now with Neil Walker and Mark Melanson and their salaries on the rise, and even the guys who are under guaranteed contracts like Andrew McCutcheon, Francisco Liriano, Starling Marte, they're getting raises as well. So whether or not the Pirates do add, their payroll is going to go up. 
I, I, I just have a hard time seeing them getting involved with even that second tier of free agent starters, you know, the Mike Leaks and the Scott Casmeres of the world. So, uh, no Zach Greinke. <laughs> no. I think you can cross <laughs> Zach Greinke off the Christmas shopping this year. Oh, man. You're killing me. Hey, listen, they might – you never know. Maybe they'll pull off some sort of, you know, big surprise here. We don't know. We don't know. You know it could be interesting. That's exactly it, is we have no idea really what, what they could pull off at the winter meetings because once you get everybody together in that atmosphere, you know, you never know who is on the market behind the scenes, especially on the trade market. You know, the Pirates have a lot of prospects. They have a lot of – I mean, I'm sure they would love to get a guy who has years of control who they could plug in right next to Garrett Cole for, for a little while. You know, it depends on what the cost would be in terms of prospects and dollars, but I'm not willing to rule anything out quite yet. Yeah, you know, we got to wrap it up, but I, I just want to ask this. Uh, do you sense any pressure? You would talk about windows of opportunity. Uh, you know, ostensibly, if you can't spend money with the big boys over time, um, you know, your window of opportunity may be shorter. And with McCutcheon and and you know, and company here, maybe maybe now is the time. Would there be pressure on them to to, to strike it while the iron is as hot as it is? Well, I would think there would be some pressure to win while McCutcheon is under contract. That is certainly a fair point, but. And that's why you have to draft and develop because ideally, you know, you would, you've already drafted and you are developing the next McCutcheon to fill in when he's gone. And I don't know if you ever truly replace an Andrew McCutcheon, but the hope is, you know, if you're building with one eye on the present and one eye on the future, that there's never that sustained drop-off for any period of time. So I think there's pressure, and I think they realize that right now with the team they have, this, they're trying to win a championship, but you can't mortgage in, – in the market they're in, you can't – mortgage the future just to have a better shot at the present okay all right adam well listen uh i'm going to track you down at the at the opry land and and we're going to do this again next week and who knows maybe we'll have really really big news to report hopefully looking forward to it right on there it goes adam barry mlb.com extras the pittsburgh pirates edition MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.